0: the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI Christmas show. My name is Bar Humbug Dan, and with me as always is, oh my god, it's Christmas, I love it so much, Sarah. How are you, Sarah?
1: (laughs) Hey, you're more Christmassy than I am.
0: You know what, like an hour before we were due to start recording this, there's like a church across the street from me, and they were singing fucking Christmas carols so loud that I could hear it across the street, and I... Will admit that I had a moment of of imagining being able to control a drone strike. So
1: <laughs> I um this is the reason that we do Christmas Eve um podcasts. It it was it's kind of become a tradition. We've been this is the third winter we've been casting for. And well, the first time you, we interviewed Helen Alan...
0: You call it huh? winter. You call it winter. I call it I call it time for rum based cocktails.
1: Oh, that's winter. Um... Yeah, and, and we interviewed Helen Wyman in the first year on Christmas Eve because that was the time we could reach a cyclocross rider. Awesome. And then last year we decided to carry on the tradition. So this is now the third annual Christmas Eve um, Unofficial Attention Women UCI Cycling Podcast. We're here to talk about um, all sorts of things that have been happening in the world of women's cycling, um, starting with what Daniel was up to at the weekend because I'm really excited about that and he hasn't told me yet and I want to hear about it. No, so it's, it's true.
0: One of my very best friends, James, got married, um, and it was a beautiful ceremony at St Francis of Assisi Church in Darling. Uh, no, Paddington. Sorry. Um, there were three attendants each. Um, I'd try to describe the dress, but really, I don't have the terminology. But, but why did not you tell us great. about the
1: cycling? Why do you tell us about the cycling thing that you did? What did you oh, do? Oh, right. On sorry. Sunday? Sorry.
0: Okay. Yeah. On Sunday, though, um, my dear friends. Um, tegan and kelvin who you may have heard us you know wax some rhapsodical about uh previously because they are the geniuses behind the rock salt cycling team um and for those who don't know over the australian summer we have a series of races of of different sorts so uh mostly criteriums and then a couple of one-day races and stuff like that and they're generally a lead-in to the aussie nationals so last year, Kelvin and Tegan put together this team and, um, and raced the Bay Crits and a couple of other races leading internationals. And they did really well, um, including winning a couple of races and, and stuff. But also, uh, one of their riders went on to win the Australian Criterion Championship, Sarah Roy. Uh, so anyway, they're back this year with the team again. And um, in an effort to extend what they're doing to support women's cycling, they have um, launched the My Rock Salt Ambassador Program. And so Sunday they had a bit of a party at a nice little bar in Sydney to reveal their My Rock Salt Ambassadors for the coming year.
1: It's so cool, and, uh, and Rock If you listen to my last interview, that was with Chloe Hosking, and we waxed lyrical about Kelvin because there's pretty much not an Australian women's cyclist on the road who hasn't been helped out by Kelvin and Teagan in some in some way.
0: Honestly, and- it's it, it is just ridiculous the 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 passion that they both have, and the commitment that they both have, and the generosity of spirit that they both have to just give to the sport and, and you know, like they're just constantly going, well, what can we do? What can we do? You know, let's let's think of something and do it. You know, it's, it's amazing.
1: They are, they, they are awesome. They're be the change you want to see. So, yeah, so Salt is a weird thing the Aussie – if you listen to that podcast, I'm sorry you've heard this before, but it's a weird thing the Aussie season because the UCI teams will change on the 1st of January. Mm. So Chloe Hosking has been right, racing for rock Salt in Aussie. And she'll race up to Nat then, and then from the first of Jan she'll be uh, she'll be a in, Wiggle in, Honda. She'll be Rock soldier. She'll be yeah, wiggle, ho- wiggle, wiggle Honda. So, but they're taking on. But one of the things Rock Souls is for is for kind of giving riders who don't have a team based down in Oz. A, a, a kind of a home. So I think she said that Tiff Cromwell is going to be riding for them in the winter.
0: Yeah. Water. Yeah. So Tiff Tiff will be riding. Um, I believe she's riding the Bay Crits with them, um, mm. and and possibly a couple of other races as well. So, uh, but the team they've got is is crazy. You know, they've had Lauren Kitchen, Sarah Roy, Chloe, uh, Kimberly Wells um, were all part of the the most recent iteration of the team. Um, Mm. there are a couple of changes, but yeah, it's a, and, and as, as evidence to what you said about, you know, who, the, the kind of connections that they have, you know, like I walked up, it's a, the bar is, it's a great little cafe. Actually, if you're based out of Sydney, visit the, the York lane cafe, it's a, a cycling cafe. They're pretty cool guys. Uh, but I walk up the laneway towards it, and I spotted Kelvin, sort of, you know, standing near the front. And so, just walked up to him, and he was talking to someone who had their back to me, and didn't really know who they were. But I was just walking up to to say good day, and um, as I get close, she turns around, and it's Rochelle Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> and and by that point, I've kind of stepped like that one step too close, where you're not hanging back from the conversation; you've you've just physically intruded into it. And so she goes, "Hi," hey. and I'm like. Hi, <laughs> and she says, "I'm Rochelle," and I'm like, "I know, I'm Dan." <laughs> and then this voice in my head's like, "You fucking idiot!" She doesn't know who Dan is. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, that was that was my awesome awkward conversation with um, Rochelle. Great. Uh, oh, I'm, <laughs>
1: I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you did wonderfully. Um, well, I did a lot did better. I did a lot there?
0: better. I'm not finished name dropping, so yeah, I did do a lot better when um, when I ran into your old mate Chloe Hosking. And, um, well, I mean, I had a I had a better opener with her because I was like, "Yeah, your your interview with Sarah was really good," and so <laughs> she was like, "Oh, thanks." You know, and I was like, "I loved the bit about your your dad always, you know, finding typos in your blog," and she's like, "Ah, oh, Dad," and I was like, "Yeah, but you you're doing it wrong." And she's like, "What do you mean?" And I said, "Well, you know, you keep trying to make excuses. What you've got to do is start telling him that you're leaving the typos in there, so he's got something to talk to you about, you know, some, <laughs> to to make sure he's reading." She's like, oh, geez. So, you know, if Chloe's dad listens to this, um, sorry, Chloe. But, you know.
1: <laughs> Did they know who you were? Because I was telling you about my Z-list, <laughs> my, me being a Z-list celebrity at, at uh, Milton Keynes Cyclocross World Cup. And I was wondering if you had a Z, any Z-list celebrity moments where they're like, oh, yeah, I listen to the podcast.
0: No, nah, mate, mate, you might be a Z-list celebrity, but I'm somewhere so far down the end of the Dewey Decimal System that there isn't even a, a figure for me. No, no one, no <laughs> oh, one. No one knew who you were. No one knew me, no one, nothing. Oh. You know. Which is, no, actually, that's that's fine, because then I feel free to just say whatever I think. Or... You know, not even think before I say the thing. So I know. I don't
1: know what's different in all.
0: <laughs>
1: so what? So 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 what else? What else did you see? What, well, okay, what was okay. it like so, being oh, in a room well, with a ton of Aussie stars?
0: Yeah, no, sorry, uh, I should add. Um, Lauren Kitchen was also uh, there, and Chloe and Lauren are actually Kelvin and Teagan. Um, actually, like Rock Salt have employed. Um, chloe and lauren part-time you know sort of casual basis to help them with their comms and social media and pr and stuff um, which is is really so cool. cool yeah, That's yeah. So cool. and again it's just one of those like they they look at it and they go okay well what can we do you know the, these women are studying um, and have skills and stuff in in certain areas and we need someone to do that for us anyway so why not get a rider to do that um and Kelvin actually said to me, he said, honestly, they're the two best hires I've ever made in my life. You know. Um mm. he was he was raving about the the work that they were doing and the work ethic that they bring to what they do and the enthusiasm for it. You know, it's just that that perfect happenstance of finding people who are good at something but also passionate about what you're actually doing. So yeah. Very, that's, very that's cool. Kind
1: of, that's kind of like my cycling you know, if I if I won the lottery tomorrow, that's that's kind of like my cycling dream of what I do. But I I love it because they're I'm sorry, Kelvin, if you're listening, and I'm just oh, Kelvin, you're so wonderful. Me, you're so wonderful. But it, it's like, it's just like that kind of putting your money where your mouth is quite literally, you know, I'm sure they're not, I'm sure he's not, I'm sure they're not like making millions and millions from their, from their day jobs. If, but if they it's... are,
0: it's because they're the world's best criminals, you know, like, like <laughs> massive breaking bad kind of thing going on where they're living modestly and hiding their wealth on pallets in a, in a storage locker somewhere Um, because, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they just seem pretty normal, down-to-earth kind of awesome people, so...
1: Oh, my God. Are they Mr. and Mrs. Smith?
0: I... Well, I don't know, because, see, anyone who did know that would have been killed by Mr. and or Mrs. Smith, so I'm just going to say no and hope that I don't feel a sharp tap on the back of my skull anytime soon.
1: Well, it's only your your brain. There's nothing valuable in there.
0: Well, awesome. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> cool. No, so anyway, it was it was a great afternoon. Um, you know, they did a bit of a presentation, introduced their uh, their ambassadors for uh, the upcoming year. So, uh, for those who don't know, Rock Salt ran a bit of a um, social media campaign for about six weeks, maybe two months, leading up to this, to encourage women to um, set goals. For 2015, and to challenge themselves, you know, it's a bike-related goal, cycling-related goals, mm-hmm. um, and and to you know create a video or something like that as an application. And they went through all the the um, applicants. Um, they said it was actually really really hard trying to pick, but they they wound up picking three. Um, I actually am going to do a little bit of a, a post on this, but I'm waiting on um, photos from the day from the official photographer on the day um, in order to do that. And um, we'll probably have a, a bit more information to add, like the exact names of the ambassadors. Cause <laughs> I'm, I'm really ridiculous. bad and, and forgot the... <laughs> the their names <laughs> but
1: what, what was it what was it like though cuz i i think this is the first time you've i mean i know you've met cyclists and it, cyclists and stuff but but this was was this the first time you've been in this like meeting them on mass type
0: yeah thing? yeah and they're all so fucking short it's weird <laughs> no like, tall, like no but i'm not that tall like i'm i'm genuinely like just a touch over 6 foot tall like you know Somewhere between six and six one. You know, I'm not that tall, but I was literally the tallest person there out of a crowd of like fifty people. It was weird.
1: I always feel like I'm Gulliver dropped in Lilliput, um, just because it's it's like, oh my god, I'm I'm five times the size. So hang on.
0: So what you're saying is that every time you go to a cycling event, they tie you down. No. No.
1: I no no the, the restraining orders. Are, are <laughs>
0: No, but it was it, it was fun. It was it was very interesting. Um, so, as part of the presentation, they did a little bit of a Q and A Q&A with Chloe and Rochelle and um, um, uh, the current Australian Masters uh, Women's Champion. Um, <laughs> And, and sort of talking about how they all got into cycling and, um, you know, why they still love it and all of that sort of stuff and, and um, examples of times where they'd set themselves goals and, and had things work out for them and stuff like that. And um, and it was quite cool. And it was just a nice, you know, it's that great. I, I don't know. I mean, because the thing is... Uh, I was, I was about to say it was just like that great Aussie sort of casual low-key sort of thing. And I'm like, but mentally I'm like, eh, anyone can be like that. Like you can have that event anywhere in the world. It just, it just felt kind of Aussie though because we're all just sort of hanging out on the street, drinking beers and, and talking shit and, and then, you know, feeling collegial and stuff. So, Aww. yeah, it was, so you, so it was cool.
1: So, basically, for, you'll be writing up a post at some stage. So, come back to our blog, prowomenscycling.com. And where can people find out more stuff about the Rock Salt
0: uh, So, So, Rock Salt have their own website, which is rocksalt.com.au slash cycling. Can,
1: can you spell Rock Salt? Oh, yeah.
0: Good point. R-O-X-S-O-L-T. We'll put a link on our blog, of course. But... Um, um, mostly, that's a blog, so it's um, including guest blogs from the writers and, and stuff like that, talking about races and, and those sorts of things. Um, and they also don't have a post up from Sunday <laughs> yeah, so it's, I feel a little bit—I feel a little bit vindicated in that regard. But um, yeah, do check that out. And also, if you're at all interested in the um, the upcoming Aussie races, so the Bay Crits um, happen in early. January, so 2nd to the 5th of January um, in 2015, you know, just over a week away. Oh, the um, Bay
1: Crits were amazing. And
0: they are genuinely very exciting races and well worth following. And my tip to you is pay attention to the Rock Salt team because even though they're a little bit of a bitzer team, because they do, you know, like we've said, pick up riders from you know, sort of transitional stages between teams and stuff. You know, um, part of the reason they do that actually, and I should mention this, part of the reason they do that is that there are actually several pros who literally, because these aren't, these races aren't part of the, you know, the standard UCI road season, you know, so, there aren't that many teams that can afford to send riders to them, and riders can't necessarily afford to go on their own. So, you're talking about riders like Chloe Hosking or Lauren Kitchen or Sarah Roy or Kimberly Wells, you know, national champions, uh, some of them, international riders all, uh, literally not being able to go to races if it wasn't for a team like Roxalt. Um, and then, as addition to that, part of their ethos is to give up-and-coming riders the opportunity to rub shoulders and and get experience racing alongside and with these uh, these other you know professional athletes. So it's a, it's a great setup. And on top of all of that, Kelvin is actually very very uh, tactically astute, you know and. Um, and they have a history, I know it's only been two years, but they have a history of definitely getting some serious results together. Um, so pay attention to Rock Salt when they line up at the Bay Crits. It'll, it'll yeah. be awesome.
1: And this year, I mean, one of the things, that's one of the criticisms I've had, of the, so the Bay Crits, there are a series of four different crits um, around the Melbourne Harbour area, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they're um, around Mitchelton Bay, which is sort of on the southwest edge of Melbourne. So, yeah, yeah.
1: And they, and in the past, they had things like, you know, teams of only five riders. And you'd get some slightly rope. And this is across the men's and the women's. This isn't just about women's cycling. But they'd have this slightly ropey thing where you'd have Orica AIS. And then you'd have another team that was pretty much all Orca riders as well. Yes, yes. (laughs) Or you'd have, and and then one of the things that teams like, you know, one of the things that teams like like the big teams would do is kind of place their riders in random small teams. And so it has been known in the past for racing like with ten riders against everyone else. However, that's not how it's run for the last couple of years in the women. So last year there was a JCO AIS team that was basically Orica two, and they were definitely going after the Oracle one riders. Yeah. But yeah. this year they've upped the numbers to six riders each. So I think it's going to be. So you know those kind of criticisms. I mean, it's not bad criticisms because it's still an amazing spectacle. And you know, a couple of years ago Caleb Ewan, when he was only seventeen, I think maybe only just eighteen, he won. He like he. Basically Basically, it was all Orica and Sky. Oh, we're going to be so great, and then like this, this little child comes in and, and he's a tiny rider and steals the win. Ah, ha, ha. And it was just beautiful, 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 beautiful. I love that. So it's kind of it's a little bit crashy. There, it, there is a slight risk that you could fuck your season before it started with the cra- with the crashes because you know it's crit riding. But yeah, watch out for them. We'll put links to the Bay Crits on our website because it's so much fun and our friends Nikki and Geffen are going to be there this year and I'm really jealous I wish I was I wish I was in the Melbourne summer watching amazing bike racing surrounded by wonderful people
0: oh yeah I I I... (sighs) I know you mean that, but the truth is, if you were in the Melbourne summer, you'd just be lying in a puddle on the floor, going, "Dan, I don't understand. This isn't real. This heat can't be real. Why is it a furnace in in Melbourne? This is wrong." And
1: I've know, been to hotter places. And you'd, you'd
0: have a hand on the uh, on the you know the back of your hand resting on your forehead, and just be doing that withering. I can't. I just can't. And what I'd be doing to fr- I would say to you, Sarah, get out of the fridge.
1: I'd be doing it in front of bike races, so I wouldn't care.
0: <laughs>
1: but it's not just so but basically the Aussie season is fantastic and we go from the Bay Crits internationals, don't we? Pretty much. Pretty much. much. Nationals which is, um, which is
0: Yeah, sorry, the the Nationals start on the seventh, so it is it's basically a two day turnaround between the two so yeah
1: and nationals i mean it's interesting i think one of the good things about bay crits as well is the nationals course in australia is the same course for like a thousand years and only a certain type of rider can win it it's like it's more for yeah It's I mean, one or- of those
0: contentious ones because they only change it like every i think it's a 10-year contract um and so it only comes up like every 10 years and so you go through pretty much an entire generation of cyclists where you know, and I think I think she actually said this when you interviewed her, um, you know, like a rider like Chloe, she'll ride nationals because she do, but she knows that nationals, like basically for her to win nationals, everyone else has to fall off their bike and, and stay fallen off their bike.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's it's a tough, it's a tough, 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 tough course. But it's also not a pure climbers course either. It's just, it's basically. I mean, when you look at the riders who've won it, it's people like Spratty, Amanda Spratt, Tiffany Cromwell, Gracie Elvin is only the second rider to win it twice. Um, sorry, the the second, the only rider to win it twice in a two years in a row since Cathy Watt. Mm, mm. but these are attack queens and it's a lovely race and i'm not dissing it it's just it's hard for people who aren't sprinters basically so it's hard for people who aren't attack queens so it means things like the bay crits and then the aussie crit championships are much more important to the sprinters than they would be somewhere like the uk where we can have a sprinters course one year and a climbers course the next year you know what i mean it's it becomes it, it, so, so the Aussie Crit Championships, I think, are kind of that they're, they're slightly more elevated than than in, than in countries like I don't know the Netherlands or Belgium or, or or stuff like that. But if you want to watch the build up to the Aussie Road Nats, there's cycling Australia. Have you been watching those videos? They're fantastic.
0: I I, I have to admit, I haven't watched them all. I've watched I've watched several of them, and I, I find them quite hilarious, um, particularly the. The like humiliatingly, embarrassingly, you know, old timey Ballarat one. <laughs> you see, you see that <laughs> they've one?
1: got they've got everything up there. They're basically cycling Australia are going all out for road nets as if it was the Olympics or the World Championships, and they've had a series of videos like looking at Ballarat. And at, um, sorry, I can't help thinking of the dogs in space reference to Ballarat. So ah, you ah. have to excuse me. Um, so think of Ballarat and also like looking at what crowds like about it and i've been doing this series of interviews with riders who've been important at nationals so you know the ones i loved were anna wilson who's a former um road world cup winner and a world champion silver medalist and also kate bates who who was talking about racing ballarat racing nationals just after amy gillett died and yeah. oh my god that one was that one was a bit of an emotional roller coaster but really good and Gracie Elvin's been doing a series of diaries as the current national champion leading up to them. And there's all kinds of things. So I really, really recommend having a look on Cycling Australia's it's, it's YouTube. It's always
0: nice when a um, a cycling administrative body or organisation or race organiser discovers that the internet can host videos, isn't it? Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, the British cycling are the same. And, and they both do the same thing where they get like trackies in a velodrome, like, and then they just... Interview them once, and then like for the next six months, there's there's like clips <laughs> of the same thing where you know it's just they've forgotten to say "and oh, happy Christmas." You know, we're interviewing you in September, and you're saying "oh, and happy Christmas to everyone. Thank you for following me this year." You know,
0: <laughs> oh, just just wait till they find out that you can record your own videos using your phone. Like it'll be amazing. <laughs>
1: oh my god no but, but well they had they had this fantastic but they've Cycle Australia got a happy Christmas video out um, and it includes Tiffany Conwell being recorded on her on the GoPro like from her team camp, sending the message back, which is just cool. It's so sweet and nice and lovely. And, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of how Cycling Oz do it because, I mean, I can't imagine that with – I mean, for example, it's not going to make you go, you know what, I'm going to jump on my motorbike and drive 7 million miles to Ballarat to watch some of the road nats, But it does kind of give a really good build-up and make it seem really important, and especially in a time when there's not much road cycling going on anywhere else in the world. So, hurrah, hurrah for Australia
0: that's kind of the big advantage i think for the you know because we're southern hemisphere so our nationals are at the opposite end of the year to Mm. to everyone else basically um which can make it challenging for riders because if you're trying to target something like nationals um you're building up before the season's even started um which in terms of trying to hit peak performance throughout the the course of the season can be a bit complicated then you know um so uh, a fair bit of attention being paid to the event is certainly, you know, one of those things that help makes that trade-off a little more worth it.
1: So. Yeah, I'm going to post up a post about the Aussie, Aussie, winter, Aussie summer road, just, you know, about just how to follow all of it. Um, I'll probably do that next week sometime. And yeah, and it, it's great. I recommend it. It's, it's so much fun and they always have a good time and there's so much lovely camaraderie and stuff like that. But, 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 but. Even though road is over everywhere else except for the Southern Hemisphere, we haven't just had road, we've had so much cyclocross.
0: Now, I, as you know, am the world's biggest fan of cyclocross, and so I've been paying very close attention this season. And I know that there was some cyclocross races, and there is possibly still some more cyclocross races, and someone from America won one of those races.
1: See, Dan said this to me before the podcast started. And I was like, "Which race are you talking about?" I mean, I guess you could be talking about Katarina Nash because although she's Czech, she does live in the states.
0: Oh, is that the one? Okay, mate. Well, a lot of American I have no people idea. I know on Twitter were like, "Yay!" So I assumed it was an American person. So,
1: ah, uh, no, I think it's maybe that's what, what it was. Well, it's interesting because this 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 weekend just gone was Namur, which was the fourth round of the Cyclocross World Cup. This year, the Cyclocross World Cup has dropped a load of races, um, which I'm in two minds about. Because on the one hand, it was nice to have it international you know, more international with like Rome and Spain and stuff like that in the Czech Republic. But on the other hand, the Rome course wasn't very exciting. I wish I wish they were in I wish they were in Oh, God, I'd love to see somewhere. Apparently in northern Italy, they have this fantastic cyclocross scene with like huge hills and tons of mud and it rains continually. But um, yeah, sadly, they have it in Rome. But, yeah, so so it's kind of been interesting because the races have been – but it does mean that the races that have been there have been kind of these iconic races. So you have um, – we started off on the Cowboy Cross, and then we have um, Cock Cider, which is just gorgeous sand dune hell. It's like one of those – it's the it's the Paris-Roubaix of cyclocross, but, but better. And then you had Milton Keynes, which was way the first – cyclocross race world cup outside mainland europe hurrah hurrah that was wonderful (laughs) and then we come to namur and um oh namur is this this town in belgium and it's got the the citadel which is this hill it's gorgeous it's this this weird race that's like full of the claggy mud of cyclocross and these mad off canvas sections but it's also got these it's also lots of very forested oh it's the forested woodland courses very steep descents very steep drop-offs and very steep climbs and it's so it's beautiful it's like when you ask cyclocross you know huge cyclocross obsessives what their favorite races are you're likely to hear kohseda namur um zonhoven those you know those kind of races and and it's so it's one of the absolute you know monuments of the sport Uh but it was also interesting because it was the first race back of the season of mariana voss
0: Ah, how's yeah. how's she doing?
1: Well, Voss, when she starts, is never at her best on the um on her first race back of the season. It's you know she's she basically loves so she's,
0: she's not bunny hopping everything yet.
1: Well, we were joking about bunny hopping up some of these climbs, but no, um, Voss so basically Voss adores cyclocross she loves it it's like it's it's like she 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 thinks it's brilliant and wonderful but she kind of has had to cut back on her cross and there's this interesting thing actually about how cross riders take the season because it's a very 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 long season like from when you start in October through to February I guess there's pretty much two races a weekend and this week it's holy week so we've got you know we've got like we had the World Cup on on Sunday and with Essen um, B post Bank Fade the day before, and then on Friday we've got another World Cup and then another race on Sunday, and then you know what I mean? It just kind of it never stops.
0: So it, it's it's the cyclocross avalanche.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you ride on Boxing Day, um, the day after Christmas, and you ride on New Year's Day. And it's just yeah, it's just like it's it's really hard. And so different riders target it in different ways. So Sana Kant, who has just come off this incredible winning streak she's she just she just hit her form and just went with it um winning she won Milton Keynes and Coxada and loads and loads of other really good races but but Kant and riders like Sophie de Boer ride all throughout the whole season yeah Mickey Harris ride throughout the whole season then you have people like Katie Compton who targets the World Cups and so you know she's she comes over to Europe but you won't really see her outside of the World Cups right and then, and then you have the riders like Pauline Fran Prevot and Marianne Voss Marianne Voss who take the first couple of months of the season off and then do the build-up to Worlds, and, and
0: then just dominate everything.
1: Well, it was interesting because for a couple of weeks, um, the weekend before last, I think, we saw Kant versus Fran Prevot as the kind of big-name big rivalry. Yeah one of the beautiful things about cross is that you get to see very, very different kinds of courses, like really different kinds of courses. So, you know, sometimes it might be flat and sprinty. Sometimes it might be, you know, cross with lots of, you know, things to bunny hop and things to run with your bike. Sometimes it's incredibly sandy and Namur is very mountain bikey. Yeah. So it was very, so, you know, so there's different times to shine as well. So you've got different riders and so riders will peak for different points in the season. But also, there's different races. So, Santa Cant is yeah. the best sand rider. So, she's on Hovena for her. Um, yeah. Um,
0: you know, and that's case- actually, that's one thing. Um, sorry to, to jump in. But that's that's one thing that really um, I found through the course of the year highlighted for me so well when we got to see those. And I know you love these side-by-side helmet cam videos from the downhill mountain bike. Yeah. Where, where you can literally see... You know, because because it's easy to sort of know it, and on the one hand, sort of to know and say that that you know, so and so is a specialist in the sand, someone else does better in the mud. You know, like Helen always loves the muddy stuff. Um, yeah. You know, but to actually see that and to see how much a difference that can make when someone's on a course that is actually, you know, plays to, to their strengths. Mm. Mm. Mm.
1: No, no, it's it's really exciting. It's really exciting. So, yeah, it's it's um. It, but it's fun when Mariana Voss comes back. So this race and, and this mountain bikey course. So, so Katie Compton, who's this very power diesel rider, you know, she never has a good start, but she, and she's, but she's the type of rider who just basically hits her top, you know, hits a good speed and just keeps going all the way through. She's not the best accelerator. She's not the best technical rider. I mean, no, I mean, that's not, that makes her sound bad. I'm not saying she's bad at it, but she's just, her skill is just diesel power, 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 just building up and up and up throughout a race, you know, a little bit like Sven Nace does. So, one of the ways that riders know about this is they try for a really fast start, because <laughs> if you have a rider who doesn't have a fast start, you know that's one way to get away from. That's one way to drop her. She can grind back, um, you know, she can grind back and grind back. But you know, it's there's only there's a limit to that. But it's awesome when Voss is back, and it's awesome with the mountain bike riders because Eva Lechner was out. Um, Eva Lechner's uh, ride, mountain bike rider. Um, and came second in the Cyclocross World Champs last year. And she was out there early first, out solo. And then Foss caught her and overtook her. And then Katerina Nash got caught boss and they were riding together. And then Nash, who's also a mountain biker, rider, escaped off and won the solo and meanwhile behind so nash first boss second and behind her there was you know this this race for third where fran provo looked like she was going to be in third for ages but then just blew up and you know and compton who'd been quite far back came back to get third so it's it's very exciting it's really good and if you'd like to watch some more cyclocross the next world cup is who's zolder on friday boxing day the 26th of June of december so watch that it's live it's live it's beautiful it's live it's wonderful
0: (laughs) how bad is it that i mentally just blanked when you said friday i was like and then when you said boxing Day, i was like oh (laughs) i I get that days of the week i'm not so good at but you know yeah well
1: you're on holiday now until until 2015 aren't you
0: yes yeah unfortunately only until early 2015 i'd love to be on holiday until say for example this time in 2015 Uh, Uh, what would you do start another holiday after that yeah
1: now what would you do with your holiday
0: oh whatever look honestly mostly i'd just sleep in probably read books you know hang out on the couch drink whiskey you know it it would be a pretty uneventful disinteresting life i admit you know for anyone else but but you know i'd enjoy it
1: Oh, I'd go to races. That's what i do for a whole year. Nothing but races. It would be wonderful. Um, I do have a Christmas present for you, Dan, though.
0: Really? Is yes, this a, I do. Is this a real Christmas present or is it like a joke Christmas present where, um, you know, it's going to be, ha, 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 Dan, you suck.
1: Uh, well, Astana Akadue, oh. Astana Akedueo, oh, that's a great team name, isn't it? Basically, this year we had Astana B-Pink, where, where Astana men's team were, support, were sponsoring the women's B-Pink team, and it lasted one year, less than one year. B-Pink are now going their own way as an Italian team, and Astana have reinvented themselves as a Eastern European-based team and, and announced today on Christmas Eve, brought by Santa, they've, they've announced their new signing, who I know you're going to be delighted by, Hannah Solovey.
0: Oh, fuck that shit!
1: <laughs> no. It's a match made in heaven. Oh come on, what team does she belong in? Uh,
0: no, no, but yes. this, this is fucking up women's cycling. Like I'd already given up on them as a. Like I had pretty much successfully excised Estana from my understanding of the world. You know, they were like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Like they didn't exist. I'd, I'd erased them, and now no.
1: Yes, 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 yes. And they have a fantastic... So, um, If you don't know Hannah Solovey, she was very, very good as a junior. Then at 19 years old, she got caught for EPO. Um, had a two-year ban, came back from her two-year ban to the European on the 23 ITT champs which she won by a ridiculous margin um she hasn't raced all year on the road um and then she got silver in the road world champs um oh, yeah nothing dodgy that. there at all screw but, that yeah um yeah basically um so so they have uh in in the and she she'd like to try the hour record which i think was a perfect fit <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
0: oh. It's just bad comedy. um, It's,
1: it's, oh. Oh, and, and, um, she's saying that, and, and, and in their, in their, in their press release, uh, Maurizio Fabretto, the, um, team manager says, I'm sure there's an international race schedule throughout the entire season can help her, can help her a lot against many sceptics.
0: Right,
1: (laughs) right. Oh, right. Okay, but I've got a better line for you. Okay, you ready? Scepticism is linked to the doping ban that the Ukrainian rider finished in 2013, Sure, we know her past, but she was winning already before she was caught. That's a high level, and we trust her. Oh my
0: god! Holy fuck! Oh, how how? I can't even tell if that's just trolling, or are they? Is this like the world's best women's cycling troll, or are they just? Are they just that stupid? Oh my god! I'm seriously, and I'm going to. When we when we publish this post, I'm putting the fuck this shit meme in because it's meme worthy. It, it like desk flip, fuck this shit. No, bullshit. That's ridiculous. Oh, I, I, I'm just... but how is this a Christmas present to me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is a Christmas present <laughs> to <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> fuck. Happy Christmas, Dan. Have an embolism. <laughs> Oh, Oh, Oh.
0: man, this is so unfair. You know I have to visit my parents. I can't drink yet. Damn it. (laughs) This is the worst.
1: Okay. Fucking change the subject, please. Let's talk about happy things. Um, As is traditional, it's Christmas. Um, What have been your gifts from women's cycling this year, your genuine gifts (laughs) from? I, I can't even say that with a straight face. I, What's been your favourite
0: things in the year? Let's I, get that taste I, out of your mouth. How about you start? Because I can't think at the moment. i just... <laughs> distract me with happy things.
1: My happy thing... Well, you know what I'm going to talk about? Which people... Oh, my God, Sarah. Of course you are. Helmet, Cam! Ah! helmet cam has been my christmas happy gift for the whole year i'm so happy that uci have decided to allow on-bike cameras into races because it's been brilliant um you mentioned having the the, the, the side-by-side mountain yep. bike uh world cup for rachel atherton manon carpenter going down their runs and that was glorious mm. but what i also love that you know mariana voss riding through the peloton in the in the course And Georgia Bronzini beating Voss on the the, um, Prudential Ride London GP. I love Helmet Cam. And for Christmas this year, please, Santa, can you just bring me tons and tons and tons of Helmet Cam? I want Helmet Cam of IT tiers doing their course side by side. I want helmet cam of Kirsten Field in the Ladies Tour of Qatar, chasing down attack after attack and stomping all over the race. I want helmet cam of, well, this isn't going to happen, but Emma Pooley versus Mara Abbott up a big mountain. (laughs) And I just want more bike cam, more bike cam all the time. I want imaginative, creative bike cam where you put two riders' perspective against each other. I still wish they'd had Georgia versus Marianne in the Prudential Ride Classics you know, side-by-side helmet cam fixed together. It should be super simple because they pass the 250 to go signs and stuff like that at the same time. You should be able to sync it. That's what I want. Please, Santa, can you bring me more helmet cam? Love, Sarah. I've been a very good girl.
0: (laughs) Ha! That's a lie.
1: (laughs) What would you like Santa to bring you um, for 2015?
0: Oh, there's a really great um, rare cask reserve of whiskey that (sighs) – Oh, fine. You want it to be cycling related. Well, in that case, I would like, dear Santa, all of the World Cups for the 2015 season to be streamed live um, and also for all of the other races to be streamed live and for also there to be more races that are streamed live.
1: Wasn't it amazing how many World Cups we did get to see live this year?
0: Honestly, it's actually...
1: Four Four of
0: them, I think. Yeah, it's one of those amazing things to me that it just kind of... I, it, it feels like I—I I don't know. I kind of feel like I harp on about it a lot, but in a way, it, it, it's almost like it happened quietly and under the radar. And mm. and I—I I, I don't know whether it should have had more fanfare because it should have always been done, or or what. But it's well, just—it's just to me, it's staggering that we've had so much more racing as live video. That's Fucking amazing. And honestly, that's my big highlight from 2014. Like, there are so many great races, so many great race moments, but the simple fact that we were able to watch so much racing live is, to me, utterly astounding.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think what was interesting about the way the UCI did it was they started off really badly with, you know, last the year before last. We're going to show every World Cup live. It's going to be marvelous. And oh my god, that's so exciting. That's so great. And then they went, oh sorry, we went slightly cross. Yeah. And then you're like, oh oh okay. Bar, 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 and and then, then then they've they've kind of had this. We're going to do more this year, and then it didn't happen at the start of the season. But I think what was interesting was because we got to see the first two rounds of the Road World Cup, uh, Ronda van Drenthe and uh, Trofeo Alfredo Binder, because um, Dutch local television shows Drenthe um, yep. the last the last uh, the last half hour or hour forty five minutes or whatever, and then binder if you know how to use Ola and tunnel bear you could get into the Rye sports 2 live live you know live live broadcast in Italian but what I thought was marvelous was that towards the end of the year when the Swedish national TV c- um, channel said hey we're going to show Vigordo and just went Rigordo live the UCI went oh hey can we buy the feed off you mm. and it worked Yep. and then when they said um, and then they did the same thing for the the GP de Plue, you know there's a there's 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 a live stream happening. Can we show it on our UCI website too? And that's just wonderful. Yeah, you know, and, and I love Rochelle Gilmore's commentary. I you know, just having someone who knows what it's like to ride those races against those riders. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: like even when she's a sprinter talking about your legs burning, or when she's you know, when she's a sprinter talking about, you know, the Vagoda can come down to a sprint. You know, that's that's just that kind of stuff you can't fail on, I think. It it's been just marvelous and yeah but yeah it's 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 gonna be great i mean you know i I don't think that we'll get all of the races shown live next year
0: no i know and
1: one of the problems is and that's and the problem the two problems with that is flesh and ronda van vlanderen who have their I, i know who have their deals with the local tv companies anyway you know what i mean it's it's harder when it's um it's harder when it's aso god damn it but I reckon we're gonna see even more live racing because what you show, what this shows is when you build it, people come. They do come, they watch it, they love it, they get excited by it. It's 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 new, it's different. I mean, there was that time in the summer, and I know I harp on about this, where I had four live women's races on mainstream T V, on actual television in Britain in five weeks. Yep. And, you know, and they weren't always, you know, I mean, you know, the Prudential Ride London GP and the Commonwealth Games, you could argue that's not as good as the Giro Rossa or the Olympics and stuff, but it's still or the World Cup. But it's still, you know, well, I could still watch these races. Well, and that's it's the thing. Wonderful. Like people,
0: people can argue that, but at the same time, it's racing on TV and or, or available for, for viewing. And as you say, it demonstrates an audience. It demonstrates a... Um, the the viability of the sport as a whole you know and also it's it's part of how you grow a sport you know and and I think it's awesome and actually to me that probably touches on I'm gonna guess I'm going out on a limb I'm gonna guess Sarah that one of your highlights of 2014 was um the women's tour
1: Oh my God, yes, yes, yes. Dear Santa, I know you've already given me this present. This is one of those presents that you've looked under the paper and you know you're getting. I'm going to go be at the Women's Tour again this year, um, yeah. Friends Life Women's Tour, and I recommend everyone who does can. Just oh, beautiful racing, man, and fantastic organisation. And again, an hour a night on TV. Um, I was doing some... Some analysis of the—I've been doing like some really heavy analysis of our women's cycling survey this this week um, from the, that we did in September. And one of the one of the things is a guy who said that he didn't know that much about women's cycling, and he just—they were just coming to a town near him, so he you know watched the race, and and it was it was going to Welland Welland Garden City that stopped that kind of gave him the impetus to go. Actually, I'm going to go up smoking, and I'm going to get fit. Wow, you know. And that's like, and that's just, I'm going to get fit again.
0: That's crazy. Like, it's one of those, like, this will sound super cheesy and you're going to laugh at me, but it's one of those, there's no other way to say it. Like, that's literally changed someone's life.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually
0: has. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. And all the people who say and this is another really common thing about being able to see women's cycling is that all the people say, yeah, I can now watch cycling with my daughters, with people that they can aspire to be. Mm. You know, whenever we watch a bike race together, my my daughters want to go out and, and ride their bikes the next day with me you know and that's just that's someone able to give their children something that they love without kind of you know which we, 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 has been harder before because well it's just about boys come and watch boys do something girls you know it there's no room for you in that really but now you know when you when when you can kind of know that laura trots a household name and mariana voss is a is, is internationally famous then it's yeah oh you love cab come and watch come and watch voss race in london you know what i mean it's,
0: yeah
1: it's yeah so cool so um so santa's going to bring you because i think we should do because we did already do our highs and lows of the year so i think we should focus this on what santa's going to bring us in our cycling stockings in our compression tights i guess is um, in our in our tt suits
0: <laughs> um uh, wow talk about stretch a metaphor but okay
1: <laughs> do you not hang a tt suit up
0: i don't hang it i i i don't hang anything for christmas
1: Okay. My, Except your and misery. My
0: Christmas decoration is this year is two bottles of rum.
1: <sighs> he's not really an alcoholic. At least he tells me he's not really an alcoholic. I, but who I knows? Just, I've never let him.
0: I just play one on the internet.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I. What else do you? What else have you liked this year that you'd like to see that you'd like Santa to bring more of?
0: Um. Oh. This is a this is a little tough one. What I what I'd really like is to see um, some of the the. Some of the the things that I I know I last time I talked about this it was a little bit of a gripe and I don't want to I don't want to do it in a complaining way this time but what what I would like to see in the coming year is the next step of actual progress in working towards uh, an appropriate structure to implement a minimum wage for uh, top level women's teams. But
1: that's which, coming. It's coming, I, I, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I know it's coming. Just like Santa. I know
0: it's coming. <laughs> I said I would like to see the next step actually taken. I that's okay. what I want. I want to see that happen. I want I want tangible actual progress. Not just uh, is... not just uh, we're putting out a plan or we have a plan or no, but whatever. The, the, I actually I it... want to see something happen
1: there is plans and they're already talking about for example expanding the world cup into some kind of world tour so i mean i think there be i think it would be a mistake to lose the world cup brand because you know the world cup you know you say to someone what a world cup and people know what a world cup is don't they it's like you, you, it, it's something that happens across all sports you know there's here's the world cup skiing here's the world cup um, rugby you know what i mean there's, it's it's a kind of common thing but they're already talking about expanding the world cup to include stage races and also talking about the two-tier team system, which is the way, yep. you know, which is the way to bring in the minimum wage, you know, have specific pro teams Absolutely. and development teams.
0: Absolutely. And I'm so, so excited about that. That's exactly what I want. I want to see it happen. I want I want something to happen.
1: Yes. Okie dokie. Okay, cool. I want Santa to bring me Emma Pooney back on the roads. Ha! Ah. Santa, please bring Emma Pooley back um, I'm sure she's super happy doing what she's doing But I want Emma Pooley back oh, um, it's Watching gonna get her so in the Shiro was wonderful mm,
0: It's going to get so awkward If our podcast has to expand to include Triathlon as well
1: I can't, I, you know what I already follow road Track, mountain bike And cyclocross, I don't think I can and, cope with Triathlon
0: And BMX and paracycling so... BMX.
1: Paracycling's included in road and track Okay, um, yeah.
0: Okay. All right, uh, still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You do have a lot of disciplines on the go, you know.
1: I can't cope with triathlon, plus they do running. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> You can't make that joke. You, you're the one who likes cyclocross, so.
1: Some of my best friends are triathletes. I know they're nice I, You know, they're, they're, they're very nice once you get to know them. Ha!
0: Ha! Ha! I actually, call. that was one of my favorite jokes from Sunday. Um, uh, someone was making jokes about selfie sticks, you know, those those sticks with the thing that you put your phone on so you can hold it further away to take a selfie yeah. photo with. Yeah, I um, we, we were saying that would be, you could actually do that on a um, set of time trial bars. <laughs> Just have your phone out there and selfies and have your GPS readout and whatever else on there as well. So, yeah.
1: Mm. What else? More highs, more highs, more highs that you want Santa to bring you more of? More, more, more. What would you like?
0: No, that's it. I'm not greedy. I I don't overdo my, my Christmas wishes. You know, a couple of top tier things, that's what I'm about, you know, top shelf items. So...
1: Oh, I want to meet more. I want to meet more Twitterati. I've had such a good time meeting Twitterati and people I know off the internet oh, this year. I'd like to meet more of them. That's what I'd like to do.
0: That's going to happen to me, but that, that will be in 2014, not 2015. Because I'm catching up with Nikki and Geffen um, uh, in a few days. Um, Monday, I think it is. So, so
1: Santa's bringing you a nice, happy, pre- happy present. That's awesome. I, I, meet more.
0: I haven't met them before. I have no idea if they're nice and or happy. They could be, you know, They're English. nice and lovely. And, you know. I
1: don't. Well, Geth is Welsh, so I wouldn't go with the English stuff the same, to him. But, there, yeah. you
0: there you go. Or,
1: and I want to meet, and, I'm, and I want to meet more of the same people I met as well. It's not just about new people. I've, I've made so many nice friends through cycling. And I'm so, it's, it's, it's a really interesting thing because I'm reading and doing this, this, this massive amounts of spreadsheet. Why? Why did we give people <laughs> a chance to write their own answers, Dan? Why? You're Why? What was I, thinking? That. I
0: was like, no, limit the options, make them pick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's killing me. I'm literally up to my eyes in spreadsheets and, and, and going create slightly slightly crazy. But um but one of the things is people talking about the camaraderie and the friendships they've made and how much fun it is following cycling on Twitter and, and, and online and it's just it is it's wonderful and i especially i know i keep saying this i really want to thank my patreon supporters who um fund me to do this stuff i am an incredibly lucky person and thank you thank you thank you thank you for everyone who said nice things about me and made me feel happy on my grumpy days and things like that so thank you yay more and, of you that's and, what i want santa to bring course. me more of you
0: absolutely <laughs> and of course you know everyone who's <laughs> (laughs) ever put up to you know with with listening to us talk shit about cycling and uh and whatnot well i know we we say this every year it's part of the tradition as well but you know we do this for fun but we also you know enjoy doing it with in front of for you and stuff so you know and and we're always happy to have you tell us that we're idiots um especially if you're telling Sarah that we're idiots <laughs> on Twitter or on our site or wherever you may wish to do that. Yes. Or, or you are no, say I... nice things to us too if you want. It's totally mm-hmm. up to you.
1: Um, I've, put up a pod, I've put up a post on our site, com, where we've got links to all of the stuff we talked about today. I've also got links to a whole little series of videos and interviews and podcasts. I really recommend Bridie O'Donnell talking to Osha Gumsberg. If you're thinking, oh, I really want another podcast in my life, go to um, OshaGumsberg.com. That's O S H e r g u n b e r g dot com bridey's got a two-part um interview up uh you know talking about her life her life as a doctor her life in cycling all sorts of things it's really really good and i recommend it highly that's that's what you should do while you're waiting for the cyclocross to start
0: uh, and of course, um, as Sarah said, and she's got links in, in that post as well, you know, all those um, Cycling Australia videos and, and well, ha- haven't linked all of them, but some of them are in there and, and you can find the rest from there. Um, leading up to Nationals and, of course, Baker, it's around the corner. And um, as I promised, I, I've already put my fuck this shit meme in, uh, in tribute to Astana. Fucking EA.
1: well have a lovely 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 festive season whatever you do whatever you celebrate or don't and we'll um talk to you soon come back soon for more interviews more podcasts more stuff more australian things i think we're going to be doing in the next few weeks um and more muddy cyclocross things as well so thank you for listening
0: enjoy your holidays and stay safe bye